let's be real. Lawsuits are no fun, but with Paulson and Nace, at least they are a little easier. With two DC-born partners, Paulson and Nace will fight for you the way only a Washingtonian could. Paulson and Nace handles medical malpractice, wrongful death, and other complex injury cases involving negligence. So if you have been hurt or lost a loved one because of someone else's mistake or negligence, call Paulson and Nace for a no-obligation consultation. Visit www.paulsonandnace.com or call 202-463-1999. Today on CityCast DC, the Washington Wizards are back on the basketball court for their first game of the year. Back in the late 1990s and 2000s, Wizards owner Abe Pollen temporarily had the team wear bronze, black, and teal. Now, those iconic older jerseys will be making an appearance this season. But what makes them so special? Mike Callow from the Bram Weinstein Show Tell us about those jerseys and what they mean to the city. It's Wednesday, October 19th, 2022. I'm Bridget Todd, and this is CityCast DC. Thank you so much for chatting with me today, Mike. Hey, Bridget. Thank you for having me. So I hear the Wizards are pulling out these throwback jerseys this year. Do you know what they look like? And what are some of the references they're kind of playing with? Yeah, so um, when the Bullets, the then Bullets, changed their name to the Wizards, a Poland switched to a brand new color scheme, I guess modern for that time, and they are white with this teal blue with um, gold or bronze accents, depending on the year. I think this one's more of like the bronze one and that old kind of Wizards font across the front that's kind of fat and like... The way I can describe it is the late 90s, early 2000s. That is the look. That is what they're going to wear. They're just kind of throwing it back to when Michael Jordan finished his career uh, here in Washington and then Gilbert Arenas when he was a borderline MVP candidate. You know, just a part of their history that they kind of left behind when John Wall got here. But they're going to throw it back because guess what? Nostalgia sells these days and they're going to you know roll them out and they're going to want you to buy a Bradley Beal version of that jersey you probably got in your closet already. Yeah, there's something about the color teal that just screams 90s to me. Like that was the the, yes. the color of the 90s. And so I'm kind of excited to see it coming back. Yeah. And I think with this jersey set, I think at the time, people didn't like it because they missed the bullets, right? I mean, that was a good team name. I totally understand why they changed it. Of course, A. Poland had someone pass away close to him that was shot. And so he wanted to change the name from bullets. But I think with time over time, People have come to love it because it's just unique. You know, look at this city. It's a lot of red, white, and blue. And then there's burgundy and gold for the commanders. I think people are sick of having so much red in their wardrobe. And over time, people came to appreciate that color scheme. And now that it's coming back, I'm betting you see a bunch of the jerseys in the crowds. I think so, too. And I heard a rumor that the Capitals are also going to be doing a little bit of a throwback look. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I can pretty much confirm that. There have been leaks already that they're going to wear a black jersey with those same color schemes worked into the crest with the big eagle on the front. So, yeah, I mean, both teams are going to throw it back to the early 2000s this year. And once again, I think it's just a change up. I mean, there are other sports teams and franchises where the jersey is like a fashion statement now and people wear it out and about when they're not at a game. I do think there's something about... Just being in like, I don't want to say gaudy, but very <laughs> stark red, white, and blue and like going out and about. Just people people aren't doing it. 
No, I mean, it's not a clean look. Let's be honest. It's really bright. And like my whole thing is matching the kicks and the hat all together. Wearing a lot of red, white, and blue is just a lot to deal with sometimes. And if you're just going to like run to the grocery store real quick, you're not throwing on a red Caps jersey. Like, come on now. You're not going to throw on the red John Wall or Bradley Beal jersey. Something a little more subtle. Um, What I always believe with a lot of jerseys and apparel, sometimes boring is better. You know, black and white is, you know, what the Brooklyn Nets have become. And people go crazy for their stuff. And it's, I think these other two teams and the Wizards and the Caps kind of trying to bring it back and say, you know what, maybe we don't have to rock the red all the time. We can go and kind of be a little more subtle and people will still buy our stuff. Do you think that's the main reason why teams are bringing back these old jerseys that fans are just looking for something else to be able to rock for a a different kind of look, like a fresher look? Or what do you think is going on? Who I, I that's a that's a loaded question. I think I go back to still nostalgia sells. And so like that generation, like when Michael Jordan was playing here and Gilbert Arenas was here, I was in high school, right? So when that was happening, I had a gift maybe once a year from my parents for a birthday or Christmas or whatever, and you'd be able to buy one jersey or one t-shirt, something like that. Well, kind of grown up, we got money now. So I think they're going after that of like, oh, well, you couldn't buy that Jordan jersey back in the day, but you can buy this one. And don't you remember you really wanted that? I think it's a lot of nostalgia. And another kind of flip side on on all of it is is Nike kind of knows how to do this. They could always kind of hit the button at the right time of, all right, we haven't seen that for a while. We're going to release it and we want you to buy this version. Same thing with Adidas. They're going, yeah, we know you could buy an old one on eBay, but we can get you this authentic one with Ovechkin's name on the back or whoever your favorite player is. I think it's a little bit of nostalgia and a lot of, hey, people are flipping these on eBay or flipping them on the secondary market. Let's kind of break into that and we can sell them for three or four times the price as well. Oh, Mike, I think that we are in an era of nostalgia now where it's like, hey, aging millennial with a little bit of disposable income, (laughs) that thing you really wanted that your mom wouldn't buy you. You can spend your money on it now. Uh-huh. 100%. No, I, cu- I couldn't agree more. And uh, my girlfriend would be a test to say that the eBay packages that show up once a month or twice a month where it is a, a jersey that has clearly been washed a few times. are like, but I couldn't have this when I was a kid. You know, I, I, I bought it now and it didn't cost me that much money. Why not? And, and, you know, eventually you have a closet full of jerseys. So, I mean, yeah, it's totally a nostalgia grab. So what are some of DC's most iconic jerseys? You've mentioned a couple, but what are some of the iconic ones? Anything with the Commanders, then Redskins when they won the Super Bowl, or Super Bowls, I should say, uh, I always say winning sells everything. That is probably, I would say, the most popular. I don't know about the most iconic, but I would always go with the burgundy and gold as the most most popular. When it comes to recently, though, I would definitely go with the Capitals' latest look with the word front on the front of the jersey that Ovechkin won the Stanley Cup in. Everyone kind of knows that as the Rock of the Red era. I think we're kind of getting out of that one. Um, they're going to wear like five different jerseys this year. I think that's going to be on the way out, but it, it has its place in history. The other one goes to the Nationals. If you remember when they won the World Series, they wore those blue jerseys every single game. So much that Majestic couldn't provide anymore to the Nationals after the first round. You couldn't find them anywhere. That always tells me that a jersey is basically going to be timeless when you can't find it in a store and the manufacturer goes, we can't do anything. We can't help you out with it. So I I go with those three and I would say anything bullets related. People love the bullets name. They love those colorways. It's kind of not the American flag, red, white, and blue, but it's the Royal blue and a little bit of of brighter red. So I guess maybe what I'm getting at is it's old school when it comes to the football and the basketball franchises and newer when it comes to baseball and basketball. I have a Bullets t-shirt every time I wear it out. Somebody on the street stops me and asks me about it. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like we just said, nostalgia driven and people kind of remember that name as the glory days for them in their one championship. So what do you think makes these jerseys so recognizable? Is it kind of like what you were saying, like it's the era they represent that people really connect with? What makes for a recognizable jersey? As I kind of got to before, winning, of course. And then it's the player. And I would say that comes with age as well. Like I was obsessed with Gilbert Arenas, watched every Wizards game. That guy was hitting game winning shots. He was amazing. He would talk trash on and off the court. Like he talked trash to Kobe and then dropped 60 on him. It's one of my favorite moments. And I think it's when you connect with that certain player that that helps with it. Right. But in some cases, that's not always, you know, what people do. Like you can get a blank Caps jersey. You can get a blank Nationals jersey. You don't have to necessarily have a name on it. I think it's what people connect with in the moment is really what makes it special for them. And then you kind of rock it with a swagger, right? Like you're kind of like, oh, yeah, I bought this at the game and I know you don't have this player or, yeah, you don't really know the connection. I, I think it, it's all kind of a multitude of those factors. Going back to nostalgia, too, I know it's also who gave it to you as well. Like, I think my parents, I remember they gave me my first football jersey. It was a Barry Sanders jersey way back. I was a Lions fan for a couple of years here in D.C. No one understood what was going on, but I was like, it doesn't matter. It's mine. Right. I love how you're able to express your fandom or your your interest in a team or an athlete. And also, it's a fashion statement. It's such an interesting cross-section of self-expression. Yeah, 100%. And I think when it really blew up, blew up was like the early 2000s when you had, you know, like 50 Cent and Nelly and, and a lot of these rappers on TRL, every music video was them rocking football and basketball jerseys. And you're kind of like, hmm, I kind of want a couple of those. I don't have any connection to the San Diego Chargers, <laughs> but I see that they're wearing this powder blue jersey that looks really cool. Okay, interesting. So taking it back to D.C., this is not me talking. This is an ESPN article back in 2015 where they called D.C.'s jersey game, quote, weak. Why do you think that is and what is your response to that? I know the author of this was Paul Lucas. I'm pretty sure of UniWatch. We have opposite viewpoints <laughs> on a lot of things. I don't think he was wrong in that moment because it was a lot of red, white, and blue. The Capitals were just wearing their normal word front jerseys, red, white, and blue. The Wizards had just switched to red, white, and blue. It's an okay look, but it's not really, you know, jumping out at you. And then it brings you to the Nationals, who are nothing but red, white, and blue, like patriotic logos on their jerseys. In 2015, I'm kind of with Paul. It was pretty boring at the time. Now, though, total opposite. I mean, I think he owes us an apology for how we've changed things here. We have cherry blossom jerseys for two different teams. The Wizards are going to be wearing cherry blossom jerseys at some point this year. The Nationals City jerseys with the gray and the pink accents. I love it. I mean, one of the most unique looks I've ever seen in this city. Shout out to the Commanders. They changed from their name, you know, that a lot of people didn't like. And they totally revamped everything they did to a much more modern look. It was my biggest gripe with the old name was that they just looked so old school and had been so bad for so long. They needed a refresh. So I think in 2022, he owes us an apology. But I will agree with him back then. We were pretty bad and pretty bland and pretty boring at that point. So, Paul, if you're listening, you can go ahead and direct your apology right to Mike. He is waiting. He'll take it. hundred <laughs> percent. I will. I will forgive him, too. I mean, I, I totally see what he saw back then. So let's talk a bit about the future. What do you think is the future of some of DC's jerseys? This one's tough because I feel like we have hit the nail on the head. What we're moving towards, I think in general, we're going to see much more bolder decisions by all of the teams here in DC because... Look, the Cherry Blossom jerseys on the Nats, they were the first baseball team ever, besides like the Mother's Day jerseys, to actually incorporate pink in their jerseys. 
which say what you want, but I, I, I wouldn't say it was shocking, but I thought it was pretty cool. And they did it in a way that even to the fan that still thinks wearing pink is a feminine thing, they were even buying those jerseys because they were mostly gray and it was just a little bit, right? The Wizards cherry blossom jerseys are going to be all pink from head to toe. And hopefully the caps are next. I, I'm waiting for them to really go out of the box because I think hockey really needs to jump out of the box here a little bit. But bold choices will be, I think, the next choice. And guess what? That's getting the younger fans involved in all of these sports. You want something that's going to grab them and get them to gravitate towards your team. Oof, I would love to see more bold colors. Just playing with color and print. One of my last questions for you. Let's say that tomorrow Mayor Bowser makes you the commissioner of DC apparel and you get to make whatever change you want to the jerseys. What are you doing? Ooh, we're talking all teams here. All talking, teams. Talking all, all across the board. Ooh, man. I wish every DC team would kind of morph into some kind of marble look because I think with looking at the monuments here, that's what we're most known for to people that are just passing through or there's cameras or whatever. It's always the shot right in the middle of a game. It's always, you know, looking at the monuments. I think marble would be would be great. I know New Era and I know Nike have it in their you know catalogs. They used it for the Wizards. Imagine if you came to DC and... Our teams didn't wear white jerseys. They wore marble jerseys because you're in our city. Like our teams are our own monuments in a certain type of way. We are the most powerful city in the world. So let's do something a little more unique. So no more white jerseys here for the DC teams. I go marble. No more white on the numbers either. Marble. Uh, no white. That, that's that's what I'm going to roll with here. Ooh, I'm so glad I asked. And I love that it's so clear that you have given this some thought. <laughs> You're like, I'll have an answer <laughs> completely in the can, ready to go. 100%. I'm just tweeting nonstop, whatever the latest jerseys, shirts, gear, whatever is. And this is one of those ones that I have not let kind of like leave my mind in a long time. So appreciate it. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for being here, Mike. And listeners, you can follow Mike on Twitter at Mike underscore Callow. That's C-A-L-L-O-W. Before you go, some quick news. D.C. just got a grant for more than $16 million to build out electric vehicle infrastructure over the next five years. The D.C. Department of Transportation gets a small portion of that this year, which it'll use to build out five new charging stations. Check out our show notes for the locations. Meanwhile, D.C. cannabis shop Mr. Nice Guys is suing the district. They're demanding $750,000 in damages and legal fees, and they want the city to return roughly $70,000 seized as evidence in police raids last year. The shop says D.C. police held on to the money long after investigations concluded. The shop operates under a legal loophole in D.C. that allows it to gift marijuana to customers who buy another product. And lastly, Mental Health America released its annual report on the state of mental health awareness and support across the country. And D.C. ranked best for youth support. According to the report, our city has the lowest prevalence of mental illness among children and the best access to care for those who need it. We'll link to the full report in our show notes. That's all for today here on CityCast DC. If you enjoyed the show, hit that subscribe, Mo. We'll be back tomorrow morning with even more news from around the city. Talk to you then.